Hello everyone, it's Edwin from Wake Up Learn. Hope all is going well. In today's episode, we're going to talk about the Voyager 2 spacecraft, which today went interstellar, and a lot of behind the scenes that I learned when I worked at NASA in the early 90s. Please stay tuned after this brief message from our sponsors that make this broadcast possible. The Voyager 2 spacecraft was launched in 1997, which is over, I'm sorry, was launched in 1977, which is over 40 years ago. And it was launched on its way to do a grand tour of the solar system. And that's what they called um, the spacecraft at the time. There were actually two of them, Voyager 1 and Voyager 2. Voyager 2 was able to take the most space pictures of the planets of Jupiter, Saturn, Neptune, and Uranus, and then started heading toward interstellar space. Interstellar space is the space, once you exit the solar system and you've gone past the heliopause, that's where you start stop feeling the effects of the sun, so out past, out past Pluto and beyond, and past any matter from our solar system, so interstellar space, between another another star, whatever the closest star is, say Alpha Centauri, but interstellar space. The cool thing about Voyager is when I worked at NASA, I worked on the Cassini spacecraft mission to Saturn, and in the early 90s, Cassini and all the other Mars missions hadn't really were deep into development. And the Voyager mission had just launched. It was an exciting time, because I remember even as a kid watching the Voyager pictures come in, and it was always exciting. And it had just finished the area of Pluto, I'm sorry, the area of Uranus, and sent back those pictures. And they're just going, still getting a lot of data, but it was winding down and you know, waiting for the, just giving great data back. A lot of inherited spacecraft technology went to the other spacecraft such as Galileo mission to Saturn, Magellan mission to Venus, Cassini mission to Saturn, Mars Mars Pathfinders. A lot of that knowledge was built from these early spacecraft. I mean, the interesting part about these early spacecraft is they were so small that you know, they had like 4K memory or 2K memory to fit lots of most of the technology in because you were dealing with you know technology in the mid 70s um, to build these spacecraft so a lot less than your current smartphone or any other device you may have the cool thing is there were some a lot of things they found out by trial and error in the spacecraft and the most interesting story to me um, that a lot of the old timers at the time would tell what, that they had to figure out was to record the data, they didn't have solid state um, data. They actually actually had tape drives, and they recorded tape drives to record the data of the spacecraft. And as you know, s- there's no gravity in space, so every action has an equal and opposite reaction. So when they started the tape drive, and if anyone's ever seen a you know tape drive or remember them or maybe seen them, they have that motor that starts and stops and it kicks your little kick that and these tape drives were pretty big compared to your own personal cassette recorder you may have had in the 80s if you're around 
or maybe your parents or your uncles had one and so the spacecraft when they would start recording and record some data record some pictures to send back it actually started moving the spacecraft in an opposite direction so they had to and there were no reaction wheels like on modern spacecraft to compensate for the inertia they actually had to fire the thrusters in the opposite direction a little bit to compensate so the spacecraft wouldn't drift and i always thought that was amazing of something you wouldn't think of uh, when you're working on spacecraft i mean there are lots of other interesting things kind of the cameras the way they used false filters to get the colors and the spacecraft because when you're out that far there's not very much light and they had to actually filter it through red green and blue filters to get the color images from Voyager that you know we're used to seeing that we've all grown up with in the spacecraft so those techniques are still you know around in a lot of spacecraft technologies I mean the technology has improved a lot but a lot of those fundamentals are still there so Voyager's still plugging along, which is really great to hear. Um, I think it still has radioisotope generators, which generate a lot of the power. They're nuclear, and they're running down, but they still have enough power for a few more years yet to send back some data. The cameras are off because there's no light, but I think most of the instruments, some have burnt out, but they're still getting data, and they're still getting, obviously, a tracking and a radio signal know how far the spacecraft is gone and so it's a kudos and there's still some people that have been on Voyager a long time and still tr keep track of it so it's a very cool story and it's great to hear that it's working take care it's Edwin from wake up learn